I'm Mike. I'm Italian, but if you think that defines me, you can forget about it. And I'm Justin. And I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to have a relationship that'll just keep on going on and on for years and years. And we're going to keep on texting each other drunk every every six months and going, what are we doing with ourselves? Why am I doing this? Who is this person to me? I don't know you. And I did not come here to make friends. And this is Shit My, my girlfriend, girlfriend Makes Me Watch. And welcome back to another episode of Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. My name is Mike Coscarelli. And my name is Justin Perez. And it is Alexis Night yes. on the podcast. Beam, 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 beam. We are uh, we're at my apartment tonight, and uh, we just watched a show that we're going to talk about at length for most of the podcast. Uh, boy, oh boy, is it good. We're, we're going to talk about our week first and just get that out of the way. Um, you know, they, they, they call it in broadcasting. It's your segment where you ingratiate yourself to the audience. Um, now you guys can see behind the curtain. It's pretty cool. Um, but we, we watched Are You the One today. Yes, on MTV. My God. have I don't know why we haven't been watching this. But yeah. Jesus Christ, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. We have a lot of thoughts. We both took notes quietly yeah, while watching it together. Notes. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of help from one of our listeners uh, at Steffi Boz. Yeah, shout out to Steffi Boz because for real. All right, so um, we'll get into it like in detail, but like we just basically dropped into this show. We like, we, we parachuted in seven seasons in. Uh, it's a new cast every season, and uh, they're in Hawaii this year. They're back in Hawaii and. We did not understand what was going on, and so yeah. we communicated with Steffi, and she helped us through the very complex uh, minutia. Of because the- it is. This is this is absolutely genius, uh, and we will break it down uh, extensively. But first, how was your week, Justin? It was incredible, Michael. Yeah. I had a great week. I uh, had a game night on Saturday. Um, we played uh, Settlers of Catan. Before that, I biked to Roosevelt Island. Did you win Settlers of Catan? For the first time in a long time, I lost. This is uh, for the listener. Justin and I have had a couple. Uh, <laughs> well, really, just we've done some game nights uh, with the girls. But we had one night of Settlers of Catan. And Justin beat me. And it was the most infuriating thing. I've never seen you more upset. I was, I'm was. i a very competitive person. And then uh, we tried to play dominoes after I lost. Well, the thing <laughs> is, hold on. If you lose to Justin, though, you don't just lose like a normal. Like he's shit talking the whole time. He's like, Justin is rubbing it in your face the entire time. So a loss to Justin Perez. And well, I thought you were going to try, like, Michael. I thought you were you. trying that try. time. That's not I my fault. I came this close. I, first off, it was my first time playing. Mm-hmm, Second mm-hmm. off, I came this close to beating you Weird. fucking seasoned veteran i and you know uh how many times i played sellers of Catan? three other times in my life well there's three still other more times. experience than me and i will say it was a little bit cold of me to uh play this song as i won uh <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> on clay and stone <laughs> Clay and Stone. <laughs> That's right, everyone. I dominated the Clay and Stone throughout my entire little village here. I settled on the eight. I settled on the six. And that's how I dominated this world. And I want to thank everyone who made that win against Mike Coscarelli uh, last month in Settlers of Catan. I want to thank all the people who traded with me. I want to thank Ala Patel for trading with me. It was a dumb move. And you should never do a two-for-one trade. It was a tough winter for yes. the Coscarelli tribe. <laughs> yeah, so I played that on Saturday. And then before that, I biked from uh, my apartment in Brooklyn to Roosevelt Island to mm. play tennis. It was a, a good hour-long bike ride each way. And I had this little thing happen. Uh, I went to buy a racket at the uh, at uh, Paragon Sports. Okay, yeah. And I get in there, and there's this, like, Sergey-looking dude. And uh, in like the tennis section, mm-hmm. and, and I'm looking at a very expensive racket, like a $230 racket, and none of them are strong. So I go to, to Sergey. I'm like, "Hey, man, uh, how long will it take to string it? Can you do it today, or, or is it like a?" And he's like, uh, "My friend, it will be next day, but uh, it's it's good job the stringing." And I'm like, "No, no, no, just like, do you have any rackets that are just strong, ready? I I'd, I'd rather have a better racket." Then you know a worse racket, and he goes, uh, "This racket, the the one you hold in your hand, the Pro Stick Wilson. How about you t- you test drive that?" And I'm like, "Like, what do you mean?" He goes, "You take it home for a day, five dollars." 
And I'm like, what? You're letting me take home a $230 racket for $5 a day? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you like it, you buy it. If not, you don't have to buy it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will borrow a Mercedes of rackets for $5. Yeah, sure. So I did it. I, I, you gave him your information and it just basically says, if you don't return it within 15 days, you get charged the full price, mm-hmm. but fuck that. I just rented a, like an incredible racket for yeah. $5 and just destroyed. I Are you did good it. at tennis? I played in high school. I was okay, first doubles. Yeah. So yes, uh, most and people I, haven't played. And I didn't anything, lose. Yeah. I didn't lose the entire day. I beat Alp. I beat two women. I, I beating Alp in any sports, <laughs> anything. <laughs> he was good. Yeah. yeah, he was decent. Uh, not better than me, but he was he was decent. I can't see a lot of lateral quickness there. No, he was decent. He okay. like he knows what he's doing in tennis. He wasn't he wasn't better than me, but he wasn't worse. You know okay, what I mean? It fair. was uh, he, he was decent. Uh, so that was fun. And then uh, Sunday, I played two soccer games, a tie and a win, and. Uh, it just was a great sports weekend for old Justin. My legs are shot. Uh, oh, I started taking my... Viagra. No, <laughs> pretty oh. close. I, I took the uh, Viagra of hair, ah. hair pills. I started that today. I ordered through hymns.com, which is not a sponsor of ours, but if they hear this, please. Hymns buying podcasts uh, right now, so this would be Oh, the, that the would show. be great. Yeah. These two fucking terrible-haired men. Well, you have great what? hair. What? I have great hair. Yeah, what are you, you talking about? Hair. That's just, the only thing I've got going for me at this point. I'm falling apart everywhere else. I'm just trying my to bring you hurt, down. My legs hurt. My fucking joints hurt. I'm oh, fat. Oh, your legs. So right before we started recording, Mike goes, oh, my legs hurt. Do you think I have ALS? <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, bad do my legs hurt because, you know, I've been not getting enough water. Maybe they're cramping because of this. You know, maybe I've, I've worked out too hard the other day. That didn't happen. Uh, it, it's, do I have the worst thing possible to happen to legs? ALS. Do I have fucking uh, uh the theory of everything disease do i have lou gehrig's do i have fucking stephen hawking disease that's what you think you have when you have a little cramp in your legs yeah i don't see why it's unplausible it's un it's implausible it's not unplausible for one it's imp- oh my god the als is working on the brain too you fucking idiot you don't have als it's not possible for you to have als it's possible but it's not you're okay. a hypochondriac you also thought you tore an ACL a few weeks ago. You thought like, what was the other injury you thought you had? Like uh, your shoulder or something. And did you have some injury? You were like, ah, it's broken. No. You had some injury. You were like all set, like your knee or something. You know what I'm talking about. No, don't I look don't. at me with those doe eyes. I don't, ha- I don't know what you're talking about. God, God damn I it. am a hypochondriac. Yes, There's no question yes, about You had that. something wrong with like your leg and you're like, ah, I, th- I think it's like. Uh, I, thought, I, thought I'd had, I thought I had ALS. <laughs> <laughs> this is so absurd. I asked you a couple this weeks so ago absurd. if you thought I had ALS. This is absurd. Well, you remind me after like the like uh the first time I had sex with that condom, it was it was with my girlfriend who took my virginity. She's had sex with one other guy who was a virgin. So we had sex, mm-hmm. and the first time we had sex with that condom, I like got a cold like a week later. Oh, and you thought you had AIDS? And I was yeah, I was like, oh yeah. god, it's the beginning of AIDS. Isn't that funny when you think that when you're like 20 and you think you get AIDS? Yeah, but then you like do the math behind it, and you're like, "That's impossible." That's impossible. Yeah, pretty much impossible. <laughs> it's truly impossible. <laughs> unless unless she fucked you with her dick. Yes. There's no. There's no way. Which is my thing. I will say that is the thing I'm into. <laughs> you gonna ask me about my weekend, Michael? How was your week? Real, real, not good. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Friday, Friday was fine. Uh, oh, dude, let's Lex and I went to this thing. This is going to be a serious shout out because I, I don't really know anything about them. But if you're in New York City. Couple therapy. Yes. <laughs> you got to go to this thing called. You ever, you ever heard of Batsu? Oh, my God. I know Batsu. Dude, I Batsu. know the guys behind Batsu. Do you know the Batsu guys? The Batsu guys were Get the old fuck improv out of here. dudes. Yeah, they're improv guys. They're improv guys. I used to do stuff with them back in my old improv days at the Queen's Secret Improv Club. You know those dudes? I know. Does Joe Tex, the fat guy? There was a fat guy. There's a fat guy, yeah. Joe Tex. Yeah, I know them all. I haven't spoken to them in three or four years, but they're all very nice guys and very cool. They uh uh So for those you don't know Usually improv is super gay, but Batsu (laughs) is this like 
they're, they do like there's this like uh, it's, not, it's not super gay it it's just well, what do you call it lame oh all right you're you're going back to 2003 where we're like you'd just be like that's gay and they, Mike I think we've we've moved beyond that all right it's not gay all right well fine it's whatever lame. you want to call it uh it's usually uh not fun to watch thank you thank <laughs> you they do this show in um in uh, uh the basement of a uh, it's not even really a basement it, it's like a there's a two-story japanese restaurant on, on, Saint Mark's on Saint Mark's, yeah. yeah and they do they do a japanese game show uh-huh. but it's like an improv show uh-huh. but they do it and it, the base basically the whole thing is set up around if these improv guys aren't funny they get tortured yes it's fucking great do they get tortured so i've never seen it for years dude they tried great. to get us to go and i always smell the scam but then it got great reviews, and I was Dude, like, "Well, it's, it's maybe not a awesome. scam." Lex found it somewhere in some like Facebook group. Yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. Why don't we go to this? I had never heard of it. And then when we were about to buy the tickets, I saw that it was an improv troupe, and I got very skeptical. Negative, yeah. I was like, "This." But then the, I kept reading the reviews. I was like, "I was like, I all right. I, I don't think that these reviews would be this good if the show was really that bad. So we might as well just try and give how it much a for shot. tickets? Thirty five bucks. Oh. And then you, we got like dinner and stuff. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah, it was good. Um. But dude, it's like it's so racist and so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. That's, you go, dude, I see. I see why you like to know. You this go is, down there, and it's like they these guys. They're they're really they're hustling. They're like the one. They're working the door. They're they're yeah. bringing you in and everything. They bring us down there, and like by the time we got down there, there was this. It's great for like parties, like bachelorette parties, yeah. and birthday parties, and like stuff. Like this is the one live show you kind of want to bring a, a bunch it's of drunks. interactive. There's yeah. like yeah, so. Uh, we get down there and there's a full table full of people and they're all, they're just white people and they're all wearing like bonsai headbands like like <laughs> rising oh, sun they get, he- and oh, and if you them. if you buy that you get unlimited sake for the whole night and how much is that headband i don't know i didn't i think it's 15 dollars. oh that's that's so smart yeah and you get to wear and you look like an idiot yeah <laughs> and, and dude and then they've got a guy dressed as a ninja you get serving to culturally it's awesome appro- you get to culturally appropriate yeah so then there's there's like it's <laughs> great Christ. it's great and all the whole improv troupe is white except for the host who's like half japanese yeah i, I know the host. great yeah awesome he was so good they he's were a really charming good. dude too. Yeah, he's he was he was great. The show was like was like exciting to watch, and uh, the <laughs> torture was like legit. Like it wasn't. I wouldn't say like torture, torture, but like to the level of like a Japanese like, what was game some of the show stuff you, of things they got tortured. So with? there was one where they had like um, their improv games, so you can actually lose. Yeah. So the loser for like one of these games, which was like uh, you know, like they had to like kind of rap battle on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the loser of the of the round had to set his hands off in mouse traps. Oh uh, yeah, dude! It's like that one was was crazy. There's also I don't want to like ruin the show for everybody else, but like there's <laughs> they get to the last round and there's uh, there's the two finalists. Whatever they do, uh-huh. uh, they're like last two rounds. They're wearing shock collars, like legit shock collars around their necks. Oh my god! It's insane. They so it's like basically if you're if your joke bombs or you do so, or you like the crowd doesn't like it you, you get, get batsu yeah batsu is like Japanese for punishment oh so I you see. get batsu and they like shot you see the dudes like legitimately like oh man it's great it's so fucking can you imagine funny. doing that every day no because they do do it every day that's insane Ima- if you were so good you do- if you were good at improv you would just have <laughs> the fucking shot collar on your neck every night which <laughs> yeah. would be a nightmare. And honestly, most times I've sat in the audience for improv shows, it, feel, it felt like I was wearing a shock collar. Yeah, it's terrible. But this is fun, dude. They have like, they just, they make it really fun. They they give it like a, a, a cool theme that's mm-hmm. like easy to kind of like. Racism. Y- well, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, dude, it's just, I've never seen, I've been to a lot of comedy shows at like traditional comedy clubs. I've been to comedy shows at UCB. I've been to sketch. Like I've been, I've seen it all. I feel like. Yeah. And this is the most lit up I've seen a crowd for like a, like a comedy show. Really. It was like a rock show almost. No, it was, it was like. It was just a show where people were happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel yourself slipping away from the curmudgeon comedian and going into the just happy to be there type person? I was person? just so impressed. There's a couple... like We were talking before about um, Andy Cohen. Yeah. And, and we're going to have Darren Carp on the show sometime in the next couple of weeks. 
uh, who is uh, his assistant, but also uh, uh, like a basically a budding star on the Bravo network. Mm-hmm. But um, we were both talking about Andy Cohen and like what an impressive dude he is, like for better or for worse. Uh, I would consider him like a genius in a lot of ways. He invented like a, a, a type of television. Uh, the housewife thing is like he he basically he is Bravo. Like yeah. Bravo is, it's just like he just runs that fucking network basically. Yeah, uh, produces almost all the shit on there and everything, and they're all hits. And and he is also the face of all of those things. And I was telling you that Lex and I went to a taping of Watch What Happens Live because uh, Alyssa, uh, former guest of the show, uh, got us in. Yeah, they they're you know constantly looking to just fill the seats. One night. She knew that two of the, it was Stasi Schroeder and uh, another girl from Vanderpump who I can't remember, but like they were Lisa they were there. Vanderpump. No, it wasn't Lisa Vanderpump. I would remember that. Um, she uh, she just sent us the notification. Hey, these two are going to be on. Do you and Lex want to go? Lex said yeah, so we went. And it's dude, it's just the whole production is extremely impressive. And I know that they've been doing it for like a long time now, and they've probably they've really got it down to a science and everything. Is there like a like, warm up comic? What what happens no, when you walk in? The, you walk the in. The warm up is the, um. See, watch what happens. I don't think it's designed to be funny. Really, I mm-hmm. think it's just designed to be kind of like a party. That's yeah, sort of the yeah. Vibe. That's the vibe they definitely like go a cocktail for. Cocktail party. The, they're so, serving drinks. Everyone's drinking the entire the time. That's that's what the warm up is. The warm up is you is, go. Is you getting a drink? Yeah, you go. That's the, great. The first thing they they like they put you online. You get in there and then you go up to the floor and the like the 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 waiting room is a bar. Like they they're like waiting to like get the whole audience in and checked in and like yeah, yeah. make sure nobody's got guns and like all that stuff. Yeah. They're doing all that stuff. <laughs> so we were in like the first group. So we got up there first, pretty much. And uh, it's like right out of the gate. They they give you the chance to like buy Andy's book, and mm. they just serve you. They have like free you know, drinks. Yeah, they have like free. Wow. Yeah, they're um they have sponsors. So it's like whoever you know, it's three olives, and it's like you know Remy Martin, and whoever just gets a piece of it, they just give you. They usually serve you two types of liquor. Mm-hmm. So it's like they'll do like a like a mixed drink of the night. Where they'll like like yeah well, we're drinking like bonsai shots tonight or whatever and like give that to you, uh, and I mean you I don't I don't remember there being a limit not that anybody <laughs> could really drink that much in twenty five minutes but oh I I can I can drink a lot in twenty five <laughs> minutes <laughs> but dude it's like depends they get, on my sadness <laughs> they get you in there um, the producer comes out and tells you you know like what the deal is like uh-huh. hey you know they're gonna come out and like they're gonna do this really make some noise you pieces yeah, of shit basically like all right every time i every time i wave my hands you guys got to get really loud if i yeah. like tell you to calm down you got to calm down yeah. you know basically they're running a live show they've got to keep on a very tight agenda and andy's andy's really good at hitting his posts like like he hits every single cue uh perfectly dude he comes out so usually you i've heard when they do like the daily show or the or the colbert report or wherever or total request live you know yeah, it's, trl it's anything older o- show equivalent <laughs> yeah. but like although those shows part of the warm-up yeah they have like a warm-up comedian because they want you to laugh but yeah. like on top of that like john stewart would come out or letterman would come out and like kind of talk to the crowd and yeah like, yeah hey do you have any questions give do like a have... quick like like five minute yeah right facetime Right, sort of just lather up the audience a little more, kind of uh-huh. like break the fourth wall. A little I understand. Bit. Andy doesn't really do that. He comes out for like maybe thirty seconds before the show starts, yep. and like the guests are already in the chair. They're like, "All right, Andy's here," and then Andy comes out and he's like, "Hey, you guys, are you excited for the show?" Everybody's like, "Yeah, Andy, woo!" And then he's like, he's like smiling. He's he's like waving at a bunch of people. He's like, "We got a great show. These two are gonna, you know, we're gonna have fun. It's gonna be great." Uh-huh. And then literally, as he's doing this, they're like moving stuff in and out of frame, and like everything is like happening. And then all of a sudden, you just see them like, "All right, five seconds to the air," and he just like goes, sits on the couch. He's got his those cute- three lines of cocaine. No. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> ah, we're fucking ready, ah, boys and. Ah. No, he's got his cue cards. It's the only way you could actually like not fake enthusiasm for some of the guests they have. But no, but that's the thing, dude. He, they're I think they're all his friends. 
It feels not like everybody he bo- dude, I really do feel like the people that like he books on those shows at well, this you know point, what? he's just he does have like them. an eclectic group of like people who come on because they'll and be like, like, Oh, today we have like Deborah Messing and uh John Larroquette and you're yeah. like, What? Oh well, yeah, that's a weird pairing. <laughs> but but like they'll John have Larroquette. some <laughs> they'll have like some bizarre people that they'll be like Ross from Night Court and uh well, Jerry O'Connell. Well think about it though, man. They've got NBC it's the NBC well, I guess Watch What Happens Live isn't in the NBC building, but he He's an NBC. It's an it's owned by NBC. Giant, yeah, you yeah. know, like he's he's a huge part of their their uh, network. So it's just like any other show, I would assume, where there's like people promoting things. If they fit in that demo, they're going to take them on. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like he's going to promote. Like it's going to be all people. The one we were watching when we when you came in was uh, he had Jerry O'Connell on, who I happened to meet the other day. Very nice. Wow, um, what a name drop. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Wow. Uh, big muscles from for a sliders. Guy 50. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh he had she had he had one of the girls one one of the women from um Thank you. the uh do- whatever the doctor show. Uh, the, the doctor show. The in women love know. with medicine. Uh for, for um love in basketball medicine. That's the one. Yeah. But he's got to push that, you know. So uh-huh. he's—I think it's a mix of like pushing, of promoting his own shows, yes. and somebody who he gets along with, who's whatever, and, and his buddies and people that he would have f- have fun with yeah. for the show. Um, and I think that's what it, it comes sounds down to. interesting. But the description of it was mind-blowingly boring. What the description of the show of Watch What Happens Live? Yeah, I'm out. Really? I'm, have I'm, you watched it? I'm gonna leave right now. <laughs> and then you, you let me know the rest of the show. I, I yeah, yeah. It seemed interesting. I don't care. I, I don't really care about him. All right. Well, let's move on to Are You the One then? <laughs> no, I want to hear the rest of your week. I, 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 I got nothing sorry. else. I'm I got sorry. nothing else. Lex tried to make me watch that. We're already 20 minutes in. We're okay. And, and Lex tried to make me watch uh, The Greatest Showman. I hated it. And she got mad at me because I told her I hated it. And she left the room and. I played video games. And how far did you get before you, it was turned off? Most of the movie. I got to the third act for sure. I got to the part where the bad guys were closing in because he loses the circus after uh, <laughs> he can't pay his bills. Yeah. And, uh, and really, why didn't really, you like it? Really interesting way they tried to humanize uh, P.T. Barnum. Oh, just the <laughs> true of, monster. One of the great pieces of shit yeah. of the 20th century. A guy <laughs> whose idea was like, uh, <laughs> Freak the freaks. <laughs> yeah. The freaks? I bet we charged to see them, you know, like freaks. <laughs> freaks. And, and let's not be subtle with it. Not, you know, let's not say like... Uh, the the most mysterious man. Let's just call them what they are. Yeah, freaks. Freaks. It's a freak show. Yeah, and we're coming to your town <laughs> with the freaks. Hide your kids because the freak show's coming around. Yeah, that's the guy you want, like Hugh Jackman, to play, like it's the most charming, ridiculous. humongous guy. I saw Hugh Jackman in person before. Oh, did you? He's fucking huge. He's so I'm six I one. Him, dude. He's maybe six two, six three. Yeah. Humongous, yeah. I mean, just he's like Wolverine, dude. He probably has the waist of like a thirty-one. Yeah, he's a thirty-one uh, yeah, yeah. waist, but then it just giant like, back. It just comes yeah. out like crazy ratio. Yeah, and then he's in his he's he got to be in his fifties. He, he incredible, yeah. just incredible looking guy. And I didn't know this because uh, this was during the New York City Marathon. I for years I would go and wait at mile twenty-three and just run with people who I knew because I had a lot of friends who always run it every year. And mm-hmm. you know, I've run it a bunch. And uh, I've run a bunch of marathons, and uh, so I saw him there. He he had like two kids with him, and then his wife. His wife is like significantly older than him. Older and, than him? Yeah, much really? older than him. But like I don't know, like ten, twelve years. No. Yes. Really? It, it looked. It was like jarring to see them together because it t- it took me a minute to realize that was the wife, and I was like, oh well, fucking, you know, good for her. She fucking snagged a good yeah. one. She snagged fucking wolverine yeah she's sitting on that every morning that's, yeah. that's pretty nice <laughs> sitting on that handsome mug he's you know he's singing like just singing west side story into yeah. her vagina you yeah know, he was in oklahoma so he's probably singing you know are you doing muffled because he's like in her vagina yeah yeah she's sitting on his face i wasn't positive and he's doing show tunes so it's this beautiful (laughs) harmony of his favorite thing show tunes yeah and then his second favorite thing his wife's 
10 year older vagina (laughs) interesting yeah i wouldn't have thought that would have been the second yeah i i'm sure i'm not the first person to realize that but i when i saw it in person i was like wow jarring yeah good for her yeah yeah he's the man uh but that movie dude it i I really i know you didn't like watch the whole thing you were about to watch it and then taz got mad at you because yeah you were supposed to know that you guys were going to watch that together She, she she saw me start it and she goes what are you doing and I was like, I'm about to watch The Greatest Showman. And she goes, why? And I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? And she's like, you know I wanted to watch the movie. I go, you've never said those words. So how would I know that? And she was like, but it's a movie we would like. And you know that. <laughs> so I, so after we went back and forth, I just turned it off and shit on myself and yeah, just yeah. called it a night and played video games also yeah because that's my release yeah, yeah. that's what we got to do at this point when when the fucking fu- when the fun is sucked out of the room just concede it and spider-man it up yeah for me the thing was so like i was laying here and like like i looking back i do i'm conflicted on how i acted i feel like i was kind of a dick but at the same time like um i just hated the movie and lexus i Every time I come home, the movie is on in our room. <laughs> She's, I've seen like I've seen this movie in pieces by just being in the room. That's great. And, like putting like pajamas on yeah, while yeah. she's like falling asleep. And the other day she said, "Can we watch The Greatest Showman tonight?" And I was like, "Haven't you seen it like six times in the past week?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, I just keep falling asleep, whatever." So I I knew that she liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I knew that she wanted to watch it again. So I said yes, and I was like, all right, I'll really try to give this a shot. But I had heard that it was bad. Uh-huh. I, it looked, I didn't want to see it. It looked bad. I don't like the music. Like, all the things that I can kind of already... You're jealous of Zac Efron. No, God, no. Well, because he doesn't have ALS, so you're like, That's this true. fucking guy. Yeah, I'm jealous of everybody that doesn't have ALS. <laughs> um, so the only two people you respect are... Lou Gehrig and uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... I don't know, man. It it's it's weird. It, it, Hamilton is like a great example. I loved Hamilton, and I heard the soundtrack before, like I saw the play and everything like that, and I knew I was gonna like it. Like I listened to the music, I was like, I love this. Oh, the musical, not the the, the music's great. Present. Yeah, like it's great. I like La La. La. I love musicals, dude. Mm. I love them. But I heard the music from Greatest Showman and thought that it was gonna suck, and I thought I thought the music was bad. So we're literally watching this, and like the first. 10 minutes of the movie is already just like it's a movie that is like you could tell it's clearly for women because (laughs) they love it and the movie doesn't make any sense whatsoever there's like barely a storyline and it's just like it's just pure imagination to a degree where it's like you let any detail go because you're like in love with Hugh Jackman So I'm sitting there watching the movie, and I'm like, "What's the deal with this storyline?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no plot points. <laughs> it's always fun. It's, it's always fun. fun to do that. Uh, it's bad though, dude. The first like, like, uh, he starts off the movie. He's an accountant. No. Like, he, well, no. The movie starts off, and he's like, <laughs> "I don't care." This is an insane story. The, he's an accountant. I'm trying to he, stop you from watching it. Oh, yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm not gonna watch it, dude. I, awful. I'll, I'll probably just watch it because too many friends are like, "You kind of have to see Zach Efron." It, but it's he crazy. He really goes that, all out. It's crazy because I see like, like I've every every guy that I've talked to that like has had to watch the movie has been like, dude, oh, it's terrible. Every guy is yeah. like, it's all, it's a bad movie. It's terrible. <laughs> and every girl that I've talked to is like, I loved it. It's so good. Everybody's mom likes it. So like, that's like the the dividing line between the genders, you think? I guess so. Yeah. I, I mean, it's clearly like, there's clearly something there for women. Uh, I, there's just nothing there for us. It just doesn't seem like there's like... Uh, uh, women, if you don't like this movie and you've seen it, please get at us at... Uh, shit my GF makes me watch on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, please reach out to us and let us know this movie sucks. You can DM us. You could DM me and tell me if you disagree, but I think you're fucking totally wrong. I mean, <laughs> I didn't go through years of, of script writing and screenwriting classes to be told that that is a movie. Yes. You know? Uh, anyway, let's anyway. get into the Are You the One? 
Wow. Now, this show has got everything. Yes. So we were alerted by it's several Hugh different... It's Jackman singing and dancing. <laughs> no, the show, you <laughs> son of a bitch. So this show, uh, several fans alerted us to this. Several people, we had votes on our Instagram. Yeah. We really dragged our feet on this because we, it, to us, it just looked like a remake of Bachelor in Paradise. And I didn't have the MTV app on my f- TV. Which we realized was free, and you just had to sit through a lot of commercials, but it's still free. Yeah. So uh, we sat down and watched Whoops. it tonight. And it was incredible. It was. Dude, I was, uh, I don't know how, how you, I, I feel like when we turned it on and we've started watching it, uh, at first, I think we we uh, both agreed that it was great before we even really knew what was happening. Yeah. We both looked at each other like, okay, I, I like this, but we were still confused. About as the what, importance of certain things that were happening. Yes. So we reached out to uh, Steffi Boz and she explained to us things that were going on. So... For those of you who have never seen the show, guys or girls, uh, Noel Holloway, how are you? Yeah. (laughs) One male fan. What up, my guy? What up, dude? Uh, I just want to let you know what the show is. is basically 22 people uh, pretty much divided up by gender 10 men. 11 uh, and 11. Yeah. Yeah, 11 and 11. It's got to be 11 pairs. Yes, exactly. 11 and 11 show up to Hawaii, and they have to figure out through trial and error yeah. which are matches. They have to get 11 matches, and if they all get 11 matches... No, but hold on. Why do they have to go through trial and error and figure out who matches to who, Justin? We'll get there. I just want to get the basic framework. So but this is part of the basic I know, framework. I know. Okay. If they get 11 matches, they essentially win $1 million, and they split it up 22 ways. Okay. So that's the main goal they're trying to get to. But the, the wrinkles that the show does is that they will go to the host, uh, Terrence J, and say, these are... Our matches. So it, let's say it's like uh, Lexi and and uh, and Mike. We are a match. Uh, Zach and Bria. We are a match. So they go. They all decide their matches. Then it's revealed that through a, a series of light beams shooting up into the sky, like September 11th <laughs> uh, memorial <laughs> that they have over here. It's true. It's exactly like that. Uh, so via the Some sky beams, just saw those beams and was like, dating show. <laughs> 11 beams 911 11 beams yes 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 ah more cocaine <laughs> more asses to do the cocaine off i'm Viacom. <laughs> uh so through a series of sky beams shot into the sky yeah it's revealed how many uh of these matches that they've made up by trial and error, how many of these matches are actually true? So like the episode we saw had four matches. So that means out of the 11 matches that they came up with, four of them are correct, but the show does not tell them which four are correct. Mm -hmm. So then they have to vote on who goes to the truth booth and then it's revealed if you're correct or not. If you're if you're correct, you get to leave the show, which is I'm sure like incredible to like get the fuck out of this nightmare scenario. Yeah, I bet. And uh, just hang out with that person. You go on like a little honeymoon. And so far, one couple has left. Uh, they looked very happy. It showed them, and <laughs> it showed them at one point just sort of like smiling. Um, and yeah, and that's the basic premise of the show. So since we parachuted in, we're in the the seventh episode of season seven. Yeah, the latest episode. And the what happens basically is Zach and Bria uh, go to the truth booth. That's how the episode starts. Yeah, it starts with them in the truth booth. And it ends <laughs> very quickly for them because you realize that they are not a match. You are not the one, Zach. <laughs> and it's just on the screen and it stays on the screen the entire That's episode. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> so like basically, seen. so they're in the truth booth, which is like like not in the house. It's it's like somewhere on it's like the, a separate hut. the campus. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, they go to this truth booth and they learn that they are not a match. Which yes. you know, uh, uh, Bria starts crying and Zach is come on, babe. Like you're too strong. For the, too Zach strong is just for this. thinking his next move. Yeah, Zach is just plotting out his next move. Um, and they get back to the house and everybody is like, "Yo, you bugging? This is fucked up." What? Um, and then it's just on a TV screen that. That exact just, graphic just of flashing, their faces. You are not a match. <laughs> it just flashes. You are not a match. So they're just like walking up and staring at like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> it's just like your failure as a couple is just in display in the background yeah. at all times in the house. It's now, wait, you mentioned when you were going over like the base rules of this, that if they click, if they all click in the, uh, they get 11 matches, they win a million dollars. A million dollars divided by 22 people. Right. Which we did the math on. Uh, I figure 20% of that is taxed. 
you at get least, about yeah. 34 grand, which is fine. It's something. I mean, I don't know. They shoot for five or six weeks probably. And that's probably in Hawaii. Yeah, thirty-four grand to just spend a couple of weeks in Hawaii. And they probably get like a per diem or something. Like they definitely get paid to be there. There's not like you're not not paid sure. to to be on camera for that long. We'd think. Have you worked with MTV, MTV before? They're terrible. It wouldn't shock me if they didn't if pay they like figured things. a way around it. Yeah. Like you guys are all non-union. You're not getting SAG for yeah, this. Don't worry. You're not getting any points somehow. I, I wouldn't. I would. That wouldn't. Yeah, shock that me. wouldn't surprise me. There's a couple companies that I've worked with where I've been like. Oh, I see. Yeah. You guys this are cheap on every level. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. exploited. Okay, got, I got, see. It. got it. Got Great. it. Great. Cool. So, yeah. So, now uh, Zach Get and another Bria. million dollars, Kurt Loader. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Anyway. Zach and Bria, they turn out to not be a match. They come back and there's pandemonium in the household. Uh, and now this is where you and I had to kind of pause the show, Justin, and yes. kind of get our bearings. Yes. Because being airdropped into the show, there is excitement, but it's kind of like being airdropped into like Normandy. And you're just like, there's bullets flying everywhere. It's exciting, but yes. what the fuck is going on? Yes. You don't really know. It's like the opening scene in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, there's a lot of chaos. A lot of uh, bullets f- <laughs> are, are being flown uh, past your head. Yeah. And it's uh, it's chaotic. And uh, I got to say, it's a lot of fun. Well, here's the thing. Here's what my... Because f- this is basically the, the, the point of the show where we can kind of make our first impressions. Mm-hmm. And my first impression uh, was that the, the cast is extremely diverse. Yes. Which is uh, awesome. Yes. And uh, they're also very young, which I thought was like a... Um, uh, a very palpable difference between this and the show that it's been compared to by anybody that's told us to listen to it, which is Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. When they say this is a better Bachelor in Paradise, I a hundred, th- I a, th- a million percent agree. I think this is so much better for the re- again reasons. It's a diverse cast, so you have way more different personalities in the house. Just fucking going at each other, like we saw with uh, Nutsa and uh, who's this other girl? With the big hair? Asia. Asia, yeah. Yes. Those two from minute one are just like jarring at each other. Uh, yes. They're, they're ready to fight. And I think that when you have those different personalities in the same house, you're going to see a lot more of that. Second, they're all young. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise, they're all old. There's no Not way- old, but they're like, they range anywhere from like, 24 all the way up to like 33 how often, 34 i guess some of the women you see in like the like the men's seasons are a little younger like they're at 24 but like, yeah the, like um becca martinez was 22 which was a big deal at the time right if you look at like most of the cast of bachelor in paradise they are pretty much like 26 and up i don't yeah. think there's a 26 year old in this show they look super young. They you can look tell like, because they look nineteen because they're in Hawaii and they're just con- so this is shot like Big Brother style where there's yeah. not a lot there's not events really to have them go on. They're just living their lives and talking. Yeah, you put enough BSing. trash in a house and just hope for chaos. Yes, and this formula is like perfect for that. Yes, because you literally have a bunch of of. Uh, miscreants basically it, it's big brother it, it, it's the show big brother yeah, it's strategic a, except yeah. that they're trying on different pairs of underwear literally right. they're literally just trying on different pairs of clothes and see if it's a match right. and, and the other big difference between this and bachelor in paradise is they pretty much show the fucking they yeah they, they do like advertise it, i mean this is an incredible episode i i there's been a lot of things I've seen in reality TV and a lot of things that I didn't see. So because they're on the show all the time and it's because it's the hot, sweaty part of Hawaii, uh, which is all the parts of Hawaii. Yeah. They're just, they're breaking out all the time. Yeah. They look like they're sweaty. They're wearing like barely any clothing. Guys and the girls at all times. Plus the fact that they're 19. They're 19 years the old. So they're, they're, you know, they're wearing their, their boldest clothes at 19 yeah. before they settle into a Uniglow sweater yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at 25 like or what whatever. We're, what, we're, what we're wearing pretty much. We're both wearing hoodies and shit yeah. and just <laughs> comfortable pants. Looking disgusting. Yes. Um, and so a bunch of things happened. Before we get into the minutia, I want to ask you, Mike. Yeah. Should dating be like this? Should dating be like this show? Like, let's say we could go back in time, like a a, a time travel machine, and change the norms of the way dating is. The way sex and and dating is this shameful sort of thing. Like, up until, like, uh, a couple years ago, it was shameful to even be in online dating. I remember that was a shameful thing for the first few years. Yeah, it was. Now People it's didn't, just a completely... Everybody does it and now. And now it's in the New York Times like wedding announcements. Yeah. Oh, they met on Tinder. They yeah. met on 
on unhinged they met on fuck fest yeah. you know <laughs> i loved fuck fest yeah. but i was single yeah <laughs> they met on thripple or whatever <laughs> you know, like yeah. thrinder you know they <laughs> they met all these things and people have no shame about it now so yeah. I think if you were to go back in time and change the beginnings things of dating, do you think this would be an interesting way to do it? Not to lock people in a house, but just to have this open sort of like, listen, I don't know if you're the match and I think we should have an open sexuality thing about this. There shouldn't be a lot of jealousy. There, there will be jealousy, but I think this is the best way for us to discover what's a good match for us. Well, here's how, here's the thing. I have to combat your point because I think it is a naive one it is a naive one but because i think well, i'll tell you why though i don't so your answer I, is no i think the way you're wording this question is uh the naivete naivete behind it is that you're basing this off of the fact that it should be an open sexual relationship because i want to test this out and test this out to see if this is a match sure but a that is uh an attempt to possibly find love or at least find uh the perfect um, body chemistry, sexual chemistry sure. that you have with somebody, but that's not what this game show is. Because what is this game this show? This game show is you. I feel like the way we even just like got dropped into this, Zach and Bria, they're this dating show is like what society is right now. I think I don't think this is like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I think this is what society is because they're being told that they. They are matched with somebody. They have to match with somebody. Yeah. And this is your pool. Yes. Sort of the way that like marriage norms have been uh, kind of portrayed to people throughout the history of forever. Yeah. That there is somebody for you. You have to match up. That's, you know, you and form a family and like that's what you do. And it's up to you to find that person. But that person's out there, right? Sure. Which is different than what some people believe, which is that they might not ever get married. They might not ever find that match. They prefer to be alone, whatever. Uh <laughs> okay (laughs) it's sad but here's the thing so they're being told that they have to match with somebody that matches on the island and even if you feel the chemistry and you think this might be a match guess what you might be wrong and we're gonna tell you that you're wrong if you're wrong so this isn't like this isn't well that wasn't my question my question is if you could make dating from scratch question isn't what the show is (laughs) i don't care but i'm asking you if you were in that case uh I, I think that's sort of what modern dating is. I think, but it's not as open. There's it's more getting there though. I think it's getting there, but it's certainly not as open. Like you know, I didn't feel there was a chemistry, but I'm hooking up with somebody else. It's not at that point yet. I think though, some people are there. Like the the lucky chosen few are there. I would say that we like the dating scene in New York. We're probably a couple of years behind. You and behind. I, th- I think no. Well, I think, me and you. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. Mike and Justin are a couple of years behind, like this utopia dating that I think that you've kind of recommend or suggested. I really do. I don't I know think if that's, I don't actually know if people it's are at. utopia. I'm just think it's interesting in a different way to go about it is to just say, well, you know, fuck everything and, and see what happens if. Uh, but that, I I really see what you get for a connection. I think if you live in a city, that's what dating is now. I think that like with Tinder, that is. I do, dude. With Tinder and like all these apps, I really do think that like. But you have evidence from like people you talk to, like anecdotal evidence of like you know it's just a fuck fest, and I'm telling girls I'm fucking other people and doing I, this. I could tell you that like when I was 25, my dating life wasn't really that different from that. Yeah. That my dating life was like I had a couple of different options at any given time, mm-hmm. and I would sort of test them all out to see which one kind yeah. of fit the best, or, and if she felt the same way about me and that would kind of be how we would build uh, you know the the blueprint of a relationship and that never really like that didn't really happen until i met lex you know i never really like dated anybody for real but i kind of like constantly had that option open with somebody where it was like maybe it wasn't as openly discussed as you're suggesting but like that's sort of what dating was it was like you you know you had a couple of options. You were sleeping with a couple different people. And mm-hmm. like until something got serious, that was like, okay, as long as yeah. you were upfront with somebody and if it like wasn't going to work with that person or if you were like still like single out, like just screwing around with people, it's almost like that's expected in New York. I would just, 
date around until someone liked me a lot and then i would decide if i agreed or disagreed with them okay <laughs> that's fair that's <laughs> sort of that's sort of i what mean sometimes this is. i would like agree with it immediately but it's usually like me sort of being like oh you like me yeah oh now i gotta think uh, about this uh yeah yeah or like yeah, yeah. uh let's give it a go see what happens yeah or no yeah, yeah no yeah. no 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 yeah. me, no. me no. get out of here wanna. You're my sister, you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my sister. <laughs> You're my mom. <laughs> Dead silence. Dead uh, si- <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna continue. No, no, no. So, uh, so I don't know. I, I just thought it was interesting to ask that question because I, I don't. It was interesting to watch this sort of like uh, cuckold island. You know, it was really interesting to watch, and uh, it just got me thinking. Like, this is not. I like. I think this is. I think younger each generation is more and more open to this is what dating really is, and let's just be upfront with it. You're you're what you're saying, yeah. Like what you've you've suggested, yeah. yeah. I think that you're right. I think that we've just being open like, of like, hey, I'm I'm messing around with some other people, yeah. But if you want to get serious, you know, uh, you know, we'll use condoms and all this stuff. But if you want to get serious, like, please let me know. I think if you catch feelings, let me know, right? And I think as that, the kids would say, I think that shiggy dance. <laughs> I think this show, despite the fact that it's like, um, that it ends up being a messy, sloppy fuck fest, <laughs> I think this is actually closer to traditional um, dating. I think this is like really like. Well, this is much more traditional dating than The Bachelor it's sort, or this The is, Bachelorette. This is sort of like a brilliant allegory for like what real dating is now. Because, and Zach is the perfect. So if you watch the show, uh, this Zach Bria uh, Morgan love triangle is a perfect example of like of like societal um, expectations for dating because yeah. once Zach finds out that he is not a match with Bria, he's done with Bria. He decides I'm not going to waste any more time, despite whatever feelings I might have with this person. It's not going to work. Like whatever we've done, we've done. It's over. But I've figured out that this isn't the person. So why? why like keep this going and he goes right back to morgan and he says you know okay like i think that if i'm going to be matching with anybody it's going to be you because i just tried to match so morgan now is in this position where she's got to take back this guy who who essentially like didn't want to like didn't want to place his bet on her he was like you know what i had a good connection with this other girl and i threw my bet into her but now you know what i was dumb to think that way he's 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 always like assessing how to like get back and essentially like what we're all doing of like i'm not gonna be alone that's what i'm saying <laughs> I'm not gonna right. be alone out they're, of here what are like you a, insane on this fuck island right I, i'm gonna be the one not fucking yeah which is what i'm saying it's exactly the same thing dude and manhattan is fuck island yeah imagine yep. if you imagine if you and taz like like broke up right now and you just went back to some girl that like you like kind of casually dated for like a very very brief period of time and we're just like oh yeah like i was kind of all in with this girl it didn't work out but i'm back now i think that i'm all in on you i was really all in on you the whole oh, time boy. i didn't really uh, think about stephanie that. or like whoever you know yeah i, I hope that name <laughs> i hope it wasn't the fan <laughs> just <laughs> oh no the girl who helped us uh, but, uh, but you get what i'm saying it's yeah, like yeah, I, I understand th- like it's a mind fuck in, for everyone yeah, if you put that into reality it's like it's a pathetic thing but people do do that People do that. Yeah, people get... Uh, I knew someone who called off an engagement and was married within a year to somebody else. To somebody, yeah, that happens all the time, dude. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But you're right. like, I guess they really saw how close they were to being together with someone and they saw it snatched away and they want to chase it. Or maybe they're in love, but it's probably not that one. It's right. probably they're kind of in love and right. they just don't want to be alone. And it's the same desperate move that Zach did, but just on a micro scale of like... Five minutes, right? <laughs> it was like and five to, minutes right, of a exactly. show. And to bring up the again, like this, the the uh, comparisons to Bachelor in Paradise. The reason why I think the show is better than Bachelor in Paradise is because the stakes are so much. The higher. chicks are hot. Oh. They're, <laughs> they're younger and hotter. Yeah, and more ethnic. Yeah, uh, the stakes are so much higher because Bath- Bachelor in Paradise has this like blasé attitude to it, where it's uh-huh. just like the first couple weeks, like there's a couple couples that like just got together week one and just stayed together like you see joe and kendall are still together 
Yeah. They, like they like made it through paradise and they like there's like an elimination process whereas in this show they don't get eliminated unless they really match up which there's is kind of no nice elimination yeah like, the el- you're right the elimination is, is you get it, to go work on your relationship is a reward yeah right. so it's it's kind of ideal for me in terms of like i kind of like that it gets rid of all this ruthlessness and just gets down to them being like trying to be efficient about how are they trying to match up? But it's it's it makes it more ruthless in the in the process because it, it's this anxiety inducing, frantic mindset that gets indoctrinated into these kids because they are literally the point of the game is you have a match. Yeah, there's a match for you on this island. The algorithm. Figure, yeah, like you have to get like you have to get out of here. And then think of it this way: you leave the island, you don't get a match, you don't get the money. Like your everything is a failure. Yeah, if you don't hit the match, and and you will not be on a future season of the show anyway. So right. Truly, it's been a waste of six and you'll weeks for you. Never see this person again. You never made a really like actual meaningful yeah, this person connection. Lives in Iowa, you'll yeah. never see them again. And it's just like like to think of to think of that comparison to like modern day society as opposed to like Bachelor in Paradise, which is closer to what like your pitching i think (laughs) bachelor in paradise is really like with the justin perez pitch it's like there's a bunch of people on this island they're like yeah all right like i'm gonna do this but i'll go on a date with this other person but like you kind of know about (laughs) it you're saying that the closest thing to real life is this show are you the one yeah like real life dating it absolutely is it and it's it's brilliant it really is brilliant it's it, it hits on every level because you have the trash factor which means that these people are going to just fucking like they're going to go at each other. We we ended this episode seeing a fight between uh, my my man uh, Quasi. Uh, Qu- yeah. Quasi was in beast Qu- mode. <laughs> Quasi he was in beast mode. And, uh, this, and uh, I oh forget the other God, dude's he was, name. He was a real boring dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, his name was Cam. Cam, yeah, Killer yeah. Cam, Killer Cam, Cam, Cam. Uh, he was. Uh, he he looked like a jacked uh, Keegan Mike and Ke- kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that going. Uh, but but it ends with them fighting, fighting over some girl. Where realistically, like like you to do that in real life, you're fighting over a girl, and at the end of the day, they're. You know, as the saying goes, there's a million fish in the sea. But the question is, which one is your fish? Is which one's your fish? Right. Plentyoffish.com. Right. Sponsors us. Uh, and I, I wish it, it would be great. It's really dumb because to fight over something like that is to imply that I have ownership over somebody right. here. You have ownership over no one. Right. No guy has ownership over any woman pretty much ever. And then especially in this very obvious scenario of. We're all just fucking each other. Right. We're all just literally trying each other on. And if we're lucky, we'll all get $34,000. Best case scenario, we find someone that a a made-up formula says we like fucking, and then we each get $34,000 at the end of this. That's that's what the show really is. And to fight over something like that just means that, like, you don't truly understand what's going on. Yeah. And you're dumb. And you're letting, like, an ego get into it. So that was fun. Um I feel like we should go over some other things that happen. Asia fought your girl Nutsa. No, I love Nutsa. Nutsa is hilarious because it's hard to. I can't. She's unflappable. She's she's flappable. I think. She, well, well, no, I guess she's unflappable. She's she unflappable just takes punishment to the face. Yeah, and it's said it's said by several people. She really just takes it on the face. Asia just sort of like just makes up an argument and it's very obvious what she's doing yeah she just said you were looking at me she just wanted her she wanted to be mad at her for some reason and she was trying to out alpha yeah yeah she was like uh tom cruise at a you know at like a tall guy convention just like really trying to out alpha someone yeah yeah and uh and yeah and she well you get to the beam ceremony it's so funny it's called the beam ceremony they get to the beam called the beam ceremony isn't it It's, it's definitely called something else it's called like uh 9-11 no it's, it's <laughs> called something else i don't know what it is but it's not the beam ceremony i think it is all right so all right, we're on. gonna call it the beam ceremony all right so they get to the beam ceremony beam and uh 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 asia 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 is up there and and uh basically the host is just like so Terrence. like what do you guys think about you guys like being a couple and she just like she starts off she gets heated and then somehow she's turns talking about it, the couple and then she somehow tur- like turns the turns gun it to Nutsa yeah to Nutsa who's just sort of like hanging out and and she goes uh, she says something like like and, and Nutsa you you shut you a uh, stank ass bitch shut the fuck up and Nutsa just goes yeah okay <laughs> she just takes it she's like all right say what you will I'm still on the show I don't really give a shit yeah 
Life is good. My name is Nutsa, and I've gotten this far. Yeah. It's spelled Nutsa, so that that's pretty incredible that that no one's really stepped out of line and been like, shut up, Nutsa. Yeah, shut up, Nutsa. She's the hottest one, I think. No. You don't think Nutsa's the hottest no, one? Who's I, your hottest... Who's your hottest nineteen-year-old uh, on the oh, show? Oh God, this is so creepy to talk about. Uh, it's is not. It, I mean, uh, whatever. The, they're the adults. <laughs> Kayla is a is cute is a cute uh, young Asian lady. She's very cute. Uh, I the I'm a sucker for the whites. Um, <laughs> yes, you are Puerto Rican daddy. <laughs> uh, who's the uh, was it? Kali. Kali. Yeah, Callie was uh she's like a real granola girl with like long hair yeah, but like she's granola eyes. as fuck. Yeah. She's granola as fuck, but like granola in the sense of like she was uh, she can be a model if she, she wanted to. She might be a to. witch. She might be a witch or she yeah. might be a model and she's great. And yeah. uh she has a great moment where she focuses on uh focuses in on Tomas who might be French. Because at one point, he, yeah, he mentioned they're Tony about Parker. to hook up, <laughs> and then he's like, "Hey, my friend, it's like uh, Tony Parker passing to Manu Ginobili, and he just gets it and shoots it and scores the layup." And he's like, French? just like a very like bizarre. He could be South, uh, Argentinian. He could be Argentinian. He could be he, French. His he name went is Tony Parker and and uh, and Manu Ginobili. Yeah, who's so Argentinian? He's, he's he's international. He is definitely international. His name is Tomas, which is not. Which is only an international name. <laughs> that's that's Hispanic, isn't it? Yeah, like our friend Tomas Delgado. Yeah. Or Tom, as he goes by now. Yeah. It's right. probably better for his career. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that was holding him back. <laughs> He's a funny guy, too. Yeah, uh, But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they're about to fuck. He makes this great sort of weird, bizarre, like, and the passes behind his back. Yeah. Lay up uh, <laughs> off the glass. <laughs> like, not even a dunk. That's just your, like that's a your generic foreign accent. Uh, set <laughs> shot. <laughs> Basketball hoop uh, yeah. swish. Nerf ball go in. <laughs> so they're about to fuck and they're talking about it. And then, like, the testimonial. And then it just shows footage, like, like black light footage, like, uh, like night cam footage. Yeah. Of them, like, you know, taking some things on, straddling each other. Yeah, he's about to knock the stuffing off that granola pussy. <laughs> and then he just is like, uh, I mean, he just says the classic, classic line. Oh, because, well, yeah, his his penis doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe it, but uh, taking off a microphone that you've been wearing all day and then going into a room called the Boom Boom Room. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a camera above <laughs> you that you know is recording you because yeah. you signed a waiver saying they can watch the camera footage of you fucking. Yeah. But they'll, you know, they won't release the actual fucking footage. Mm. That camera, you won't believe it. And then you had some drinks, some whiskey in your dick. You, you, you did lines of whiskey w- with your dick. Plus, you just have to think about fucking period. You have to think about fucking period. Hard enough. The entire, with a person you've never hooked up with and people were literally chanting, boom, boom, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were chanting for them to go. <laughs> you won't believe this. But he cannot get a boner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh, this immense amount of pressure on this this Tomas guy. Yeah, he cannot rise to the occasion. Uh, he just says, "I cannot. This never happens to me. I can't believe this. Oh my god, he's the first guy to ever say this line. I can't believe. Every time it's happened to me, I've said, "Oh my god, I can't believe this. This has never happened to <laughs> Every me. Every time it happens to me, I go, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God, why again? Why have you cursed me, gods? Yeah. Why does Saigon? Yeah. It's never. I can't believe this. I this never happens. It's never that. Oh, I, I've done it. I go to. The, at this point, I just sound like a a Broadway actor who's been, who's on like five years of production of Cats <laughs> where I'm just like going through the motions. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Snagglepuss is dead, you know, or whatever the line is. When, uh, when it, when that happens to me and, uh, it's, it's me and Lex, Lex just goes, not tonight. And I go, not tonight. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> I, have I had it with somebody I've dated? If I don't have it with someone I'm dating, I just, I, I, I think we just go, eh, you know, let's, uh, I'm going to fart and then just, <laughs> <laughs> just do something. You know, like there's always something you can, you can yeah. do to sort of like, uh, bring down his sales or whatever. How old do you think that he is though? Tomas? Gotta be 23. He's right? gotta be under 25. I had nothing but boners. Yeah. I don't think I, I didn't really ever... have that problem. I had a problem one time cause I was completely wasted, but that was not a problem I had. 
ever before the age of like 30 or I don't know, like 27, 28. It, it was never a thing like, that happened. Do you remember just like waking up sometimes and it's just like, it feels like you could literally like do a push up with it. Yeah. It, it's like just, a cock push dude, up. It was so fucking just stiff. There were times where That's like gone. There were times where I wanted to do like a, a like a, a demonstration with like wooden boards and just like break five or six of them in a row with my dick. And then just like, I wanted to do like, I really thought it would be like a nice performance to do for everyone. Yeah. And really show the power of the dick with a boner. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't think people will like that. You know, I started thinking mm-hmm. about it, Like you wouldn't pay to see that. Right. No, but when we go to this, <laughs> we got to finish up this beam ceremony. No, no, no. let's get back to my dick ceremony. Oh, okay, <laughs> breaking boards with it. Uh, is, have have we left anything uncovered with "Are You the One"? Put like a little bandana on it, like a rising sun. No. <laughs> God, if you could see Mike's face, it's just like, it's not even anger; it's just disappointment. It's just like. I thought we were past this. It's <laughs> the worst one. Like if your parents not even mad at you, they're just like, you know, I just, I'm just disappointed. What am I going to do with this kid? <laughs> I, I thought I raised him better. <laughs> I heard, can I just a side note? Ladies, Bill Simmons has a podcast. Uh, he's a sports writer, but he's also, he's, he's a personality at this point. He's super funny. Uh, you should go listen to the BS report. Uh, <laughs> it's oh no, it's not the BS report. No, anymore. it's, it's Bill called Simmons. the Bill Simmons yeah. podcast. Did you listen to the one today with uh, cousin Sal? No, I don't. I, I didn't get to it. He was talking about <laughs> he he just mentions mentions it like offhand, but he's like talking about like when his kid was born and <laughs> how his kid was like <laughs> he's like he's like yeah at that time we thought we thought uh, we thought our kid Ben uh, might have needed the might have needed a helmet because he was just bouncing off the walls like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I even <laughs> thought that would be a good reason to put that in there, but it was—it just made me laugh so hard this morning <laughs> when he said it. Because he, oh, because they thought like parents the, disappointed parents. That's what oh, I was I talking see. about. Okay, I see. back back to our show. Ah, <laughs> uh, so the show, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, the, oh, I think we should just wrap this up by saying your overall thoughts on the show. Would you watch the show again? Totally, and I will. I think we should keep covering this throughout. I think that this is great. I really do think it's great. Would you recommend this show to a yeah, guy? I would recommend it to anybody. Like, it, I think that it's like I think truthfully, if we didn't have this podcast, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Um. And I think part of it is because it's MTV and just MTV is just not for people my age. Yes. It just isn't really like Bachelor in Paradise. I know plenty of adults that watch. Sure, sure. Like, mostly I don't know, female, I don't know anyone still, my age who watches MTV stuff. Right. That's what I'm saying. So this Except was a Jersey shock. Shore. Jersey Shore yeah, is Yeah, but a that's classic. like we're old holdovers from the original days. You that's know? true. Right, right. We're kind of grandfathered in. Yeah, we went to Hunkabunka. We fist pumped. We did, yeah. went to Balmain. Yeah, that's true too. We lived Ooh. that life. We I, do you ever see those dudes at the at the clubs? Of course. I saw uh, the situation at uh, at at. Oh, you um, mean the actual Jersey Shore people? Yeah, I've just seen people who look no, like no, no, they no. should be on Jersey Shore. No, I've been out when the situation was like at like at, at peak Jenks. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that Jens? Jack Jenks. In, oh, Jenks. In Point Pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Jenks. I've, I was like there during the heyday of Jersey Shore. That's where I lived when it was when it was on. Mm-hmm. I was 21 when Jersey Shore came out, and they were like out doing shit on the shore, just making us all look bad. <laughs> <laughs> People were so mad when that fucking show came out. People were just like, "Oh God, these guys are gonna make us look like such assholes." <laughs> and I mean, they just became they just beloved American characters. They did right. They were in the right place at the right time, and they were a perfect representation. If they didn't do it, somebody else. Obviously, they tried to pick the most dynamic, interesting people. Yeah, but somebody else would have stepped up if the situation didn't exist. Now, if that was, if you look at a time capsule of New Jersey in 2010, I mean that there isn't a better representation. That is on the money. Yeah, like just a hundred percent on the money. They just happened to pick people who were the most interesting versions of those people. Right, right. But still, those people stars. exist. And I've seen those people way before. Yeah. The most haunting thing for most people was true life. I'm a Jersey Shore person or whatever. Yeah. That was the most haunting documentary for a lot of people because you're like, I didn't know this existed. 
50 miles from New York City. Yeah. This is horrifying. Less than 50 miles. Yeah, whatever. It is horrifying. 30, These maybe? People, yeah, just fighting, spray tans, the, the just everything about it was horrifying and for a lot of people. And it started the Jersey like culture revolution. Yes. There was like a couple of years where every the South Park did a great funny episode of their show about guys check out south park if you haven't seen yeah, it yeah check it's out the, south park i don't know if you show. heard of it but it's shout out to Sh- south park yeah the, the rest of the show is just gonna be us uh telling people to watch very popular things <laughs> bill simmons podcast <laughs> and south park <laughs> guys uh please check out oprah winfrey when you guys get a chance yeah, yeah. she's very she's very cool and the marx brothers yeah they're great you should, you should definitely support them if you can uh yeah so i would give are you the one uh, out of uh, f- out of a possible five stars, I give it a full five stars. Do you give it a full five stars? Full five stars of uh, boy f- five boyfriends sitting on a couch. We give it five farts. Five farts, uh, and it was really well done, really fun. I'm a big fan of it, um, and I honestly haven't been that excited for a beam ceremony since. Uh, just this September 11th when I went to the since September 12th yeah yeah since I actually went to the September 11th ceremony uh, on September 11th I did and it was not as thrilling as the, the one on this show it's really yeah. something yeah uh, oh boy <laughs> yeah all right so uh, I believe that's the show for tonight I think I think it's time I think yeah. it's time we're getting a little kooky here uh, yeah. please join us next week where we will talk about something. Uh, we may have Darren next week. I'm not sure, but uh, we are in uh, talks to get her on, and we we're have negotiations. A, we're in negotiations. She might not come on after after this one. But <laughs> uh, you guys said what about 9/11? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, if you've got a show that you want us to watch and it's within reason, because listen, some of these recommendations are great, like this one. Fantastic recommendation. We loved it. We're gonna keep watching it. Uh, you can DM us on, on Instagram. I'm at Mike Coscarelli. I'm at... That means you talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm at Justin Perez on on uh, Twitter. And I'm at, at the Fartbox on Instagram. I'm so sorry. I was distracted by the sound of planes yeah, going by. <laughs> we live by the airport. Yes. Uh, Me but- and Mike live together and <laughs> we live by the airport. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Thank you very much.